Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information, or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. I once heard a preacher tell a story about a river in Philadelphia where there is a statue of a pilgrim with a Bible And by that, pilgrim is a stream that flows down a really steep hill into a river. And if you hike up that hill, you find the spring's source, which is a pool of water. And by that spring, you'll find a stone, and on the stone, an inscription, which says, whoever drinks of this water will surely thirst again. We are spiritually thirsty people. We thirst for love, for acceptance, for purpose. We thirst to be at home, at home in this world, at home with ourselves, and at home with God. And we thirst to feel safe with all the anxiety and the unknowns around the new coronavirus. I've been very present to that in my own life for how deeply I thirst for stability and connection and peace. I mean, do we not thirst as human beings for God to bring wholeness and health, and not just to us and to the people we love, but to the most vulnerable members of our society, to the sick, the friendless, and the needy. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is Psalm 42:1, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul thirsts for you, O God. It reminds me of Augustine's famous prayer, our souls are restless, O Lord, until they rest in you. Jesus knows how restless we get when we try to satiate this deep spiritual thirst ourselves and in the midst of our fear and our anxiety and our emptiness, Jesus is very quick to remind us today that he came to give us living water as a gift. Now, before we talk about this living water, I think we need to acknowledge how conditioned we are to believe that It is not a gift at all, but rather something we merit, something we earn, and maybe even something we can lose if we're not being careful. It's a belief that starts very early in our life. Good boy, good girl. Our parents would tell us whenever we did something good. Our teachers graded us. We were classified and ranked based on our intellect and our performance, our peers classified and 
ranked us based on how attractive we were or funny or how athletic we were. And here's the thing, when every person in every situation and every day of our life treats us on the basis of how we look or act or perform, it is very difficult not to project that nonsense onto God. Meaning that regardless of what we say we believe to be true about grace, it can be very hard not to believe that God's love that God's acceptance is not somehow tied to our moral performance or to what we do. If only at a subconscious level we assume that the living water must be earned. And the whole point of today's gospel is to shatter that assumption. If you knew the gift, Jesus says, if you just knew the gift of God, you would never be thirsty again. And of course, it is this gift that the woman in today's gospel comes to see for herself. Now, a little bit of background information about this woman. According to the cultural and religious rules of the day, no one deserved God's love less than she did. At least that's how people in Jesus' day would have felt about that. First, she is a Samaritan, a group that melded Judaism with paganism. The Jews in Jesus' day did not like Samaritans. No Jew, that is, except for one. Second, she is a woman. And women in Jesus' world did not have any status. No respectable rabbi would ever address a woman in public. No rabbi, that is, except for one. And third, she comes to the well at the hottest part of the day when no one else is around. The custom was for women to go to the well to draw water in groups. It was the place to see and to be seen. And so why is she all alone? Because she is an outcast, a moral failure. She does not want to see anyone, and no one else wants to see her no one that is except for Jesus. This woman has done nothing to deserve or merit the gift of God's love. She knows it. The disciples know it. Jesus knows it. But if you knew the gift, Jesus tells her, if you knew the gift, you'd see that the love of God has nothing to do with what we deserve. C.S. Lewis was once asked by a group of his colleagues what he thought made Christianity unique, and he responded with a single word, grace. Christianity, he said, is about grace. It's not about us hiking up some hill to find water. It's about God hiking down to give us living water as a gift. And so the question I want us to consider today is, how is it that you and I come to know this gift, to know the gift of God and taste the living water for ourselves, especially in moments like this, when each day can feel uncertain 
and frightening and heavy and when we're not quite sure what is to come next. How do we know the gift? And I think we begin by being honest about the empty wells we tend to visit time and time again. For the woman in today's gospel, it was men. She had been married five times, and the guy she is with at the moment is not her husband. You see, whenever Jesus says to her, go and get your husband, Jesus is not being mean. Jesus loves this woman. He would never try to shame her. That was never Jesus' way. But what Jesus does do in saying to her, go and get your husband, is he asks her to be honest about where she keeps dropping the bucket of her soul to show her how it is that she keeps trying to satisfy the deepest longings of her heart in ways that ultimately will not satisfy. And for her, it just happens to be men. Jesus does not shame her, but he does take this woman to a very vulnerable place. And what I've noticed in myself as I'm present to how serious and scary the coronavirus can feel, is that this moment in time is taking me, that it is taking us to a very vulnerable place, a tender place that we might not like. And our desire is to hide, our tendency is to run away from this place, but I hear Jesus calling me to go there. And I believe that Jesus is asking the church to also go to that vulnerable place. And by that I mean, I believe Jesus is asking us to let him show us at this moment those empty wells that we have relied on for far too long to give us life and contentment and peace. And so just for a second, I want you to use your imagination, and I want you to put yourself in the story we just heard read. I want you to picture yourself standing at this well alone at the hottest part of the day, and you're in the presence of Jesus. And to everyone's surprise, even your own, he likes you. He wants to talk. Jesus shows you his thirst. But then Jesus shifts gears, as he did with this woman, and he shows you your own spiritual thirst and the broken cisterns you keep drinking from to satiate that thirst. To the woman in today's gospel, he said, go and get your husband, but what would Jesus say to you? What would Jesus say to us? Go and get your career. Go and get your need to feel safe. Go and get your need for predictability. Go and get your need for life to cooperate with your ego. Go and get your need to be in control. Go and get your need to be appreciated. Go and get your need for the market to increase without limits. 
Go and get your obsession with appearance, knowledge, competence, notoriety, success, friends, pleasure, wealth, status. Whatever that is for you, go and get it, Jesus says, and put it right next to me. Because these things, they can never give you what I can. I alone have the living water, and I offer it as a gift. And so in the spirit of Lent, I believe that today's gospel, and I think that today's news is inviting us to be more honest, to examine our life and just to ask, is there an empty well that I keep returning to time and time again that leaves me empty and lonely and afraid? Asking that question is the vulnerable place. And it takes courage and a lot of faith. And here's the thing. If we're willing to ask that question, to bring that question to our relationship with the Lord, whatever we find, the goal is not to feel guilty and the goal is not to fix it. That is not our job. Our job is is to offer God our honesty and to trust, knowing that Jesus loves us enough to help. Because here's the thing, the gift that Jesus speaks of today, it isn't ultimately about our thirst at all. It is about Jesus's thirst. I mean, that's why Jesus stopped at the well in the first place and said, give me a drink. Jesus was thirsty. But in the Gospel of John, which is loaded with symbols, everything has a double meaning. In fact, two times in the Gospel of John, Jesus tells us that he's thirsty. The first we heard read in today's Gospel, and the second we will hear read on Good Friday, where Jesus cries out from the cross, I thirst. And that thirst was the great thirst. For on the cross, not only did Jesus experience the cosmic thirst that we rightly deserve for our sins, but as he stretched out his arms of love on that cross, Jesus revealed, he showed us just how deep God's thirst for us goes. And at the end of the day, that is the gift that we are invited to know right now, that God's great desire, that God's great thirst is to be in relationship with us, that God comes to us when we're lonely and tired and exhausted at the well, and he gives us living water to drink. And friends, that's something we need to remember in the coming weeks. This is one of those rare moments in society where love means keeping our distance. We might feel lonely. It might amplify our fear. And so let us not forget the truth of God's great desire, God's great thirst to be in relationship with us. And let us not forget that God is always near and that we are never alone. Psalm 46 tells us that there is a river, a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Well, by those streams is a path which leads up 
Golgotha Hill. And if you hike up that hill, you're going to find the stream's source. The Son of God on a cross with loving arms outstretched, thirsting for this world. God, give us grace to know that gift in these anxious times and to drink the living water that flows from the cross, being ever mindful of what Jesus often told his fearful disciples. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will refresh you. Amen.